The scripture today is from the gospel according to Mark, chapter 1, verses 21 through 28. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once, his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. This is the word of God for the people of God. There's a saying about preachers. A preacher would fly across the country to preach a sermon, but a preacher won't walk across the street to hear another preacher's sermon. In today's passage, Jesus is not preaching. He is teaching in the synagogue. But the scribes, the men who studied the law, taught the interpretations of the law and the prophets, who held authority in their roles, do notice Jesus and decide to walk across the street to hear what this country teacher from Nazareth has to say. What the scribes see and hear is a crowd of people ooing and aahing, amazed at Jesus. For he taught as one with authority, Mark says. And isn't it interesting that Mark doesn't tell us what the content is Jesus is teaching? Apparently, what he's teaching isn't the point, at least not here. What matters to Mark is how he's teaching, the compelling power of Jesus's presence. Mark is establishing right away the power of Jesus and by whose authority he imparted it. Authority is a tricky thing. There is authority and power in the roles we play, in the jobs we have, in the titles imprinted on the nameplates on our office doors. Yet the kind of authority Jesus exemplifies here is otherworldly. The Greek word exousia means an internal or an essential authority. This kind of authority doesn't come through a role or a function, but is a gift of God. And Jesus is, in substance and essence, the Holy One of God, the one who came to heal and liberate the world. Jesus, an itinerant teacher from the small village of Nazareth, clearly embodies authority, but not by appearance or by his own declaration. Authority was bestowed on him from above at his baptism in the river when the dove alighted upon him. Jesus embodies authority in the synagogue and the crowd feels it. The electricity in Jesus's words sends them chills. They are amazed and left wondering who he is. We know how it feels when a teacher or a speaker holds a power that captivates their audience. At the recent presidential inauguration, only one week ago, 
our nation witnessed power and authority in the voice and gestures of a young poet dressed in yellow and donned with a brilliant red headband. The 22-year-old Amanda Gorman recited her poem, A Hill to Climb, that she had composed for the occasion of the inauguration of the oldest president in history. The slight young woman whose bronze face was nearly hidden by the microphones channeled an authority that made the world hold its breath for those five minutes and 52 seconds. It was as if her red headband was actually infused with Holy Spirit power and the crowd was wrapped. Amanda's inspired words were a message our nation needed for such a time as this. Authority cannot be manufactured, it's given. And Amanda certainly held authority to bless and charge this nation with God's speed toward the weighty task of healing. She said that scripture tells us to envision that everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree and no one shall make them afraid. That being American is more than a pride we inherit. It's the past we step into and how we repair it. Teachers and prophets emerge to create a space for us to imagine a new, a world. What is God's call to the church today? And what is the authority we are given to do healing, reconciling work? The church has been called to preach the good news of God's love, as Pastor Ian invited us to do in his sermon last Sunday. And we've also been commissioned to be teachers of the good news, to teach all Jesus commanded, to manifest in our own lives and in the structures of power, the public face of love, as Walter Brueggemann puts it. Our authority as teachers of the good news is bestowed upon us, not through boundless charisma of our own, but through the power of Christ, not by our own will, but through the calling of God to be conduits of God's liberating love. Hearts are changed, not by the teacher, but by the spirit. As Jesus is teaching in the synagogue, a man possessed with an unclean spirit shouts out in fear, what have you to do with us, Jesus? Have you come to destroy us? And Jesus demands that the demon be silent. The spirit in Jesus enraged and terrified the demon in the man. Fear and anger are the adversaries of liberation. Jesus takes on a battle with the destructive force within the man. The spirit had cut the man off from his own voice, his community, and his own body. But in setting the man free, right there in the synagogue, on the Sabbath no less, Jesus revealed the healing nature of God's authority. The Holy Spirit does not adhere to human customs and constructs that keep people fettered. The Latin word for education is educare, and it means to lead out. To teach rightly is to liberate 
To teach rightly is to set free the demons of misinformation, misunderstanding, and uncover what is underneath the outright lies. To learn is to be set free of the spirits that keep us captive to beliefs that are oppressive. Gospel teaching should move people towards greater liberty and expanded hearts and souls. Tragically, women, LGBTQ people, people of color, and far too many others have suffered under the hurtful and oppressive teachings of pockets of the church over the centuries in the name of God. The conservative church I grew up in taught an interpretation of scripture that held men and women uh, have separate and distinct roles and functions in the family and society. These are referred to in the New Testament as the household codes. And perhaps you too grew up in a tradition that taught male headship and women's subordination or submissiveness to men. There are many churches that continue to teach this and too many women and men trying to find their way out from under it. It was explained to me as a child that men could hold positions of power by virtue of their gender, but women could not also by virtue of their gender. And as you can guess, this interpretation does not promote women to be leaders in the church. Even as a child, as a child, what I heard irritated me like the scratchy wool sweater my Aunt Doris knit me. For me, the teaching of women's subordination was unbearable. I eventually gave away the sweater and that belief system. I am reminded that children, when they hear something that doesn't jibe with the truth, they know. Author Parker Palmer says, the true self, one's authentic spirit, will always resist untruth. Other church teachings have hurt people too. My childhood church also taught that other religions were destined for damnation. They taught against homosexuality. A long time ago, in the antebellum South, misguided teachings defending the institution of slavery were rooted in the Southern Church's dangerous interpretations of scripture. Those sexist, homophobic, and racist teachings still weave their way throughout Christianity. But the Jesus I grew to love and understand as a child, the Jesus in this story today breaks down barriers and sets people free from rules and customs that hold them captive. The feminist scholar Bell Hooks wrote, teaching should be a practice of freedom. As Jesus departed the earth in Matthew 28, he told his disciples, I pass on to you my authority. We are commissioned to teach, to be liberators, to set people free, to confront openly the demons that tell lies, lies that separate us from God, ourselves, and our neighbors. 
We are commissioned to call out the demons of racism, classism, misogyny, homophobia, and xenophobia. Jesus said, you have the power and authority to heal sicknesses of all types, within and without. Most of all, we are commissioned to teach what the reign of God looks like on the ground, in the flesh, among us. A reign in which all creation shall live in freedom and live in peace. Thanks be to God.